guys. Welcome back to the podcast, Digging Deeper with Mandy and Erica. I'm Erica. And I'm Mandy. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us and welcome. This is a podcast about digging deeper into God's Word to learn it, understand it, and share it with you guys. That's right, Erica. And today we're going to just jump right into what we're going to be studying, diving head first. Um, are you saved? Are you saved? Are you saved? And if you say yes, how do you know if you're saved? How do you know? It's a simple question, but honestly, your response to that is going to tell you a lot more than you think. Yes. And just a disclaimer here that somebody's probably going to get offended or mad, but that's the Holy Spirit convicting you. Yeah. Because this is biblical truth, what we're saying. So, sorry. Yeah. Our goal here is for you to, one, be saved. Yes. If you're not. And two, no matter when you got saved, to know that you know that you know that you are saved and be able to explain exactly why, to understand what it means to be saved and to know that you confidently are saved. Yes. What you got over there? You got some fun fun little points you're going to point out. Oh, not so fun. <laughs> so these are probably things that mean you are not saved. Okay. So we're going to start with that first. That's how I like it. <laughs> okay. So these are just things that we quickly jotted down. Um, if you prayed a prayer after somebody and didn't mean it, you're probably not saved. Meaning if you've been a part of a service or watched online and they prayed the, prayed the sinner's prayer, and then afterwards, they said, congratulations, we believe you're now born again. If you didn't mean it, then you're not saved. I know that this sounds really harsh, but it's truth. It is true. I'll just add on to that, that, you know, on the, on the part of the person who's offering that prayer, they had to have, you know, there's certain requirements in the Bible. They had to have explain the gospel message thoroughly and clearly to the point that you knew exactly what you were saying and why you were saying it, it was between you and god mm -hmm. um, the prayer itself does not save anybody no just the simple words you say in the right order if that is what your basis is on being saved i agree with you mandy probably you're really not saved you have to have you have to know exactly what it means what you're saying yes um Another one is if you were baptized at a, as a kid, baptism doesn't save you at all, whether you're an infant, a kid, or an adult. It doesn't, it doesn't save you. A baptism is an outward expression that you are following Christ. All through the, the Bible, it says that somebody got saved and then immediately got baptized. It wasn't they were baptized and then got saved. They were saved first and then baptism after. I think one of the saddest things I hear is people, you know, I ask if, if they're saved and they'll say, oh, yeah, I was baptized as a baby in that church or that Catholic church or that I've heard Methodist churches. That's where we were baptized. And I just, I'm just, you know, I'm just grieved in my heart because I know that they're relying on something that is leading them to hell and they don't even know. Yeah. So. Yep. What else you got? Um, another one is you can't even remember when you got saved. Mm, yeah. I, I always say that, that, 
you know, I love that song, Amazing Grace. I once was lost, but now I'm found. You know, if you are truly saved, you can look back in your life and say, this is when I got saved. This is how I was before I got saved. And this is how I am now. I can see what's changed in my life. For me personally, I can pinpoint it down to the exact day. I remember the evening that I got saved. Um, but it, it's not necessarily always like that. Um, some people can look back and say this was the season in my life I went through um, where I was radically transformed by hearing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, if you if you think you're saved, but you see no change in your whole life history, you've just been the same, living the same. Like you said, Mandy, it's probably a safe bet that you might not be saved. Yeah. Um, and I just want to add to that that this takes a lot of inward looking, searching yourself, searching your heart to know if you're saved or not. That's why it's so hard and that's why this is such a, a touchy subject to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about it. You know, people, you know, we all want everybody saved, but nobody wants to get down to why or how. You know, Mandy, that's actually biblical. In 2 Corinthians 13, 5, it says, test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. You know, look in, inwardly and really put some effort behind it. Are you saved, really? It's it's really important. Oh, it's grave important. <laughs> yes, grave <laughs> importance. Yeah, because... If you're not, you're going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. And if you are, you're going to go to heaven. I mean, it's as simple as that. But nobody wants to put the work in to examine ourselves because that is so hard. And it could be offensive, too. Yeah. What? I'm not. Are you saying I couldn't be saved? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We all need to examine ourselves. Yes. We're not we're not excluding ourselves because we have to do it, too. Mm -hmm. OK. Another one is. If you think you're saved because you do good or you're a good person or you don't do bad stuff. Some people are offended to think that they're not a good person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're offended if you say that they, you're going to hell. Like you, you might not be as bad as the guy in jail, but you're still bad. People don't want to hear that because they're comparing themselves to other people who are worse than them yeah that's where we get in trouble a lot is comparison yeah so what you can do is you can ask yourself these couple of questions have you ever stolen anything have you ever lied <laughs> have you there's no one left after that one but no. keep going <laughs> have you ever um had a lustful thought about somebody oh can we can we emphasize this a little sure. bit sure Okay, so we could just go right to Jesus' words himself, okay? Red letters. I don't have the red letters. <laughs> Matthew five twenty seven. This is Jesus himself speaking. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I know this is kind of written from a man's perspective, and we have a tendency to only apply this to men. But this is equally applicable for women. If you have looked at a man mm -hmm. in lust in your heart, even if you've never acted on that, you're guilty of adultery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. How many times? I know I've heard this many times. Have you heard women say this? That guy on TV, that celebrity, whoever he is, mm -hmm. he's the only man I'm allowed to cheat on my husband with. Have you heard that? I have. 
I just cringe. Me too. When I hear that, that show that came, or it's a movie, the Fifty Shades of Grey, and mm-hmm. then the Fifty More Shades of Grey, the other movies that came out with it. I didn't see them, but we all know what it's about. Mm-hmm. Sexual fornication. It's geared towards women. The women, when that movie came out, women were flocking to go see that. That's the same thing. If you're watching your Hallmark movies and you're lusting over the men in the Hallmark movies, mm-hmm. it's not bad to watch those Hallmark movies, you know, the Christmas time ones. But even if you have an ideal of a man and you're lusting over just the idea of him, mm-hmm. according to Jesus, you are guilty. Guilty. Yeah. yeah. Continue on with your list. Did you have any to add to that? Jesus has another one. Well, let's ask Jesus. Okay. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. In Matthew five twenty one, he says, You have heard the ancients were told, You shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, You good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says, You fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know for myself that, like, I can get mad at some people. Yes. Yes. What Jesus does. Okay. So here's the right standard. Okay. Compare yourself to God. Hmm. Okay. Don't compare yourself to other people because I'm sure there's a lot of them you're better than. Compare yourself to the standards of God who holds you accountable even to the inside thoughts of your heart. You don't have to commit murder to be guilty of murder in God's eyes. Right. If you've just hated someone in your heart guilty yes not good enough to be in the presence of a holy god in heaven for eternity Hmm. you're out (laughs) so just even with those few things that we just said right there everybody in the whole world would be excluded yeah from being a good person because you are no longer good nobody is good the only good person was jesus christ and that was it Mm all sin and all fall short of the glory of god yes just wanted to say one thing because when i first realized this i was torn up about it because i was like i'm out i'm going to hell you know (laughs) yeah and that could be dawning on someone right now and i just want to tell you if that's you just hang in there this is all going to come back around and there's hope and there's good news that's why it's called the good news because you don't have to stay condemned to hell there is good news coming so just hang in there with us yes we're gonna wrap this we're gonna bring it around It might take a while, but we'll get there. (laughs) Um, If you just say, I'm good with God. Me and God, we're good. We're tight. (laughs) (laughs) What's the other words you used earlier about God? The the big man? Oh, this really just makes my blood boil. When somebody can't even call God by his name, they call him the big man upstairs or the big guy upstairs or the guy upstairs, can't even call him by his name. That to me is just, to me, it's disrespectful to God. Well, it is, yeah. If you knew what God did for you, I find it would be very difficult to refer to him in such an irreverent manner. Yeah. And it might be indication like you have here of you might not really be saved. Right. And then the last one we have here is, if you can't answer this question, why did Jesus die on the cross? Then you might not be saved, and it's because you don't understand what he did for you. That's my personal story, Mandy. Yeah? Yep. I could have told you my whole life 
that Jesus died on the cross. Intellectually, I knew it. Mm -hmm. I believed that. I had no qualms about that. (laughs) But if you had asked me why did he do it and what did it mean for me personally, I didn't know. And it, it had a connection to sin and hell and all that. But yeah, I couldn't answer that question. Hmm. I think there's a lot of people that can't answer that. And it's probably because it's not preached in churches today. It was not preached in the church that I grew up. It was to. not preached in a church that I was in either. You know what's super scary, Mandy? A lot of those churches where it's not preached in, those churches preach. They say things like God. They say things like heaven. They say things like Jesus and love. And it sounds good. It sounds mm-hmm. legitimate. It would be very, it's very deceiving because it makes you think you know what you're talking about. It makes you think you're saved. But if you can't answer these questions, you might not be saved. And if you're not learning these things in the church you're going to, maybe what? you need to get a new church. Yeah. Yeah, because that is utmost importance is your your salvation, your soul. Yeah. Your eternity depends on it. So in order to be saved, you have to believe in your heart that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And we're going to explain what that means. 